This is a homebrew podcast. The Homebrew is a violent, irreverent podcast with explicit content intended for adults. Full content warnings can be found on our Discord, discord.gg slash the homebrew podcast. What you're about to hear is our first campaign, a sci-fi skinned D&D 5th edition adventure. The audio is rough at the beginning as it's our first attempt at recording. Uh, It gets way better. The vibe gets better. The audio gets better as we continue on. So I would urge you to look for an episode titled Recap, unless you're here for that full lore story experience. Again, look for an episode titled Recap if the bad audio is going to take you out of it. If you're here for Cyberpunk Red, skip all the way to Campaign 2. It's about 120 episodes in or so. Not hard to find. Just look for C2. Once again, this is the Homebrew. Happy to have you. Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Homebrew. I'm the DM, Grant Milky, and I'm here with Austin Brady. Zalduin, the lost astronaut. Cody Smith. Carl Gauss, interstellar radio host. John Cayley. Mivitz, the eccentric researcher, scientist extraordinaire. And Tyrell Nye. Heavy arms, Oliver. We are about to embark on a sci-fi skinned D&D 5th edition adventure. In the intro, if you missed it, we learned about the death of the stars, a cataclysmic event causing stars to suddenly die without warning. And we also learned a little bit about some of the factions at play. You can always go back and give that a listen. Um, our actual adventure starts today. And as many good adventures do, it starts with our players meeting up in the Prologue Pub in Prosperity Bay. I am going to introduce Prosperity Bay and then we'll get to playing. Prosperity Bay is a neutral scrapping colony in the Victor system. Originally, it was slated to become an adventure resort for church youth, where teens could spend a summer learning life skills and valuable lessons. Due to a series of unfortunate translations and misunderstandings about a discovery of one of the greatest treasures ever known, which was, in fact, family and friendship, a large, loose coalition of pirates and bandits flying the banner of the Rooks banded together with every piece of metal they could get to float, set off to raid and loot. They were intercepted by a joint force of Terran Command and Papal Knights. There was a massive space battle that saw thousands of ships destroyed. Prosperity Bay was only partially through the terraforming process when it became a literal graveyard of ships as metal rained from the sky. The church determined the cleanup effort would cost more than simply restarting elsewhere, and it was abandoned. Now it offers steady employment for any scrapper tough enough to brave the sand sea. So you guys are in the prologue pub in the center of town. It's a two-story metal building. There's a bar dead in the middle of the pub. uh, And it's got like a deck on the inside that runs around all the edges. So you can see the bar basically from wherever you're sitting. Uh, It looks like at some point it was like super dressed up and it had like neon lights it's a it's decrepit now and a lot of the tables are replaced or repaired with uh stuff from around town carl and oliver you have been sitting there for a bit and nivitz and zalduin have just entered and sat down next to you hey y'all what's uh what's your names 
give me the rundown. Who are, who are you? Who are you? You big old man. Look, look at those arms. Uh, I'm Oliver. Uh, Zelduin reaches across the, the, the table to like shake arms, shake hands. Um, Oliver kind of like tilts his head to the side, looking at his hand for a second, and then just kind of shrugs and reaches out with his massive hand to shake back. I imagine Zelduin, it like, it just wraps his hand around like a finger and like waves yeah. <laughs> it up and down. I, uh, take a look at Zelduin and I look at the other little guy there and I say, you must be our uh, contact then, huh? I told you, he's real. Look at that shirt. I mean, look at that nice spacesuit jacket. It's totally authentic. Uh, do you mind if I take a look? Well, I don't mind. You have to ask him. Sir? What What do you mean, take a look? Um, and Zaldun, like, covers his crotch. <laughs> Well, uh, let's take it one step at a time. I usually like to get to know him a little bit further before we go there. Let's just start with the jacket. Where'd you get it? Oh, uh, see, we we repurpose everything on on the Oasis. Uh, and so, uh, you know, this was probably some, some cargo tarp or something at some point. But, yeah, you can see it right there. It says the Oasis on it. And uh, Zelduin like holds out his. He's got this big poofy jacket that's made out of like canvas, and it's got like serial numbers and stuff on it. It's got barcodes, um, like various straps and everything. And a- as he's kind of pulling it out, uh, you can see a very fashionable Hawaiian shirt underneath. Hmm, this does look pretty authentic. I mean, you repurposed it. Well, yeah, the way that. Uh, it's been explained to me is that we have very limited resources, so you know, we kind of repurpose anything that we can. Well, ain't that the truth. Just to take a stock of what's going on, there is a younger red dragonborn behind the bar, and he seems to be kind of mixing drinks. There's also behind the bar a bald dwarf who's got a massive black beard. Uh, he's kind of shouting orders to these two half-elves. They're kind of like scantily clad. It's a brother and sister, and they are running around. This is coming near the end of midday, so there is a lot of scrappers in the pub right now. There are two, like Terran Command, on a table by themselves, but most of the people here are scrappers or OHJUSE, which is Old Honest Jim's Youth Spaceship Emporium. There's a warehouse in town, so there's some employees working here also. Go ahead and everyone give me a perception check. That is a 14 for Zelda. You are all relatively enamored with the conversation. Uh, And then Carl, you would specifically note that Zaldwin mentioned we as if he was a part of the Oasis, which is the ship that went missing seven years ago. So where do you live now? Uh, where are we? Well, no, now, 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 now. I mean, where do we live collectively? I think, uh, I think he's homeless. I, I'm not homeless. Where, wherever I'm at is my home, right? I mean, that's that's how it works in in the world, right? I mean, I'm here. I'll, I'm living here. That's how it's always worked for me. But that's hmm. How do I put this? Where is the Oasis today? Hermes is going to, at that, Carl, make a very negative-sounding beep, like a 
game show fail. Yeah, it's I think Oliver would tense, like, almost stand up when that goes off. <laughs> no, hold hold on. Hold on. Sit sit down. It's okay. Don't don't worry. Uh I I cannot reveal the location uh because it's against my religion. It's against the rules. It's against everything. I can't I can't fucking do it. Hey. And I grab your coat again and I'm like, but this does look authentic. Austin, with your perception score, you see um as you look around and kind of take note of all the scrappers, um sitting here you do see a couple people out of place uh in the table they're kind of at the corner and they look like they're being kind of rowdy but the the way that they're dressed they've got kind of like what looks like hoods kind of loosely around them uh that don't like fit super well and they're like whispering to each other and they're looking kind of uh, shady and they keep like shushing each other as they you know as the other one gets a little bit louder than the other a man well, a halfling in church garb. He's wearing like a little clerical collar. Uh, he enters the pub and he stands there and um, looks a little uncomfortable for a moment. Looks around and then you see him approach a another red dragonborn. Austin, at, sitting at the bar, is a female red dragonborn. She's a little short, but she has this like really wicked cool leather eye patch and has a like rifle on her back uh, and she has a tablet that she's working on and she has these two little cards give me a history check i you haven't been around for long but i want to see if you know what these things are that is a five <laughs> i do not know we're getting the bad rolls out of the way early here you see that the halfling kind of approach the red dragonborn sitting there. They're a little bit away. I will give you, if you want to, a perception check to kind of overhear. It would definitely catch your eye since it looks a little out of place. That is a 12. So I can, with a 12 you it can tell that this little halfling cleric is very concerned about something. But you can't really hear what he's talking about. Can I determine that the uh, the the people in the corner are they? I have the suspicion that they're either snickering about us or or about the, the other two. Can I tell like by their following their eyesight? You looking at me? Are you? Are they looking at us or are they looking at them? They're generally kind of poking fun at everybody. Like they seem to be going around to like different tables. Uh, they have definitely clocked you guys uh they keep looking at oliver specifically just because it's probably hard not to look at someone with two massive mechanical arms zeldwin probably says hey probably like too loud in the bar like hey they they look like they're confused or there's something wrong should we you know i don't know help i'm referring to the halfling and the dragonborn woman because the halfling looks tense Screw it. Zeldwin stands up and walks over to him like, oh, hey, what's uh, <laughs> what, what's going on? Oh, no, he's making friends again. <laughs> the the red dragonborn, she puts down her tablet and looks a little annoyed and looks to the halfling and says, well, hey, why don't you uh, why don't you ask this this fine young man for help? As you can see, I'm very, very busy. And the the halfling looks up at you and he says, uh, are you are you able to help me? I need someone. I need someone kind of strong. Hey, uh, I, I just saw a strong guy over there, like, and 
Zelduin probably like starts scooting him over towards uh, Heavy Arms and is like, hey, this guy needs a strong guy. You're a strong guy. We, we got a beefy boy. Look at him. Look at the size of his arms. Oh, this guy looks so nervous. He's like shaking. It's just like, I, 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 my, I'm, I'm brother, I'm brother Maynard. And I am in desperate need of some, of some help. And I can pay. I have credits. Uh, Oliver kind of glances over at Carl, like, hmm. let's hear him out. What do you, what do you got? Maybe okay. it's worth our time. I, there are these boys that came to visit me. One of them is very important. Uh, and they said that they were just coming to visit and they came to visit, but then they started poking around and they're looking for some sort of like ruin they said like a lost ruin which is just ridiculous uh and i told him he couldn't go and he kept saying he was gonna go to the ship graveyard and i said he couldn't go and he's been gone for like a day and i'm pretty sure he went there by himself and i'm kind of freaking out a little bit i really need someone to make sure he's okay because if he's not okay i'm not okay and he's also just like a kid so we really need some help yeah he's probably dead please don't see Please don't say... He starts, like, hyperventilating. Please don't say that. Well, you never know, Oliver. Be more optimistic. He might still be out there somewhere. Right. I mean, if he pays up front, boss, it'll be worth our while. And if he, he if he is dead, you can just bury him and grow a tree out of him. Oh, God. Oh, God. It would not be okay. He's He can't be dead. It's only been a, it's only been a day, but... Yeah, he can I... can die in a day. True. Okay. Yeah, oh, true. <laughs> all I can agree with him. Yeah. Well, I this is this is like all I have, and he um, holds out just his little like a little business card sized tablet, and it, it has a exactly a hundred and forty nine credits, and he's showing you like his bank account, like this is, <laughs> he's being super honest cool. with you. Oh, kid was talking about ruins. Oh, oh did I hear ruins? Yeah, I look at Nivets, and I uh, say. Well, I don't often have a opportunity to work with a colleague of your expertise. If you're interested, we could go check out these ruins, and your new friend here can continue to tell us about his history, and we can continue this interview on the road. Well, that, that sounds does sound good to me. Zalboy, do you want to go on an adventure? Go rescue a kid? Or maybe plant a tree? Yeah. I mean, I mean, of course, I want to rescue a kid, but look at this guy right here. He, that's how much is a sandwich here? I, I don't right. really it's... know much about money. How much is a sandwich? Hey, hey, big old dragonborn guy at the bar. Hey, uh, and Dalduin tries to like wave down the bartender. The dragonborn looks to the two half elf siblings and sees that they're kind of disposed so he sets down what he's doing he kind of jogs over he has a little little notepad he's like yeah hey hey, hey what, what, what's your deal how, how much is a sandwich well we don't really have like sandwiches i mean i can make you want a sandwich i can make you a sandwich well what what's like an estimate cost of a sandwich i don't know like like three credits see this man couldn't even afford 70 <laughs> sandwiches that's I crazy i don't know what you're referring to at all but do you guys want a drink? Oh, yes, yes. In fact, I would love a drink. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, let's get a drink. We'll drink on it. You see him, like, kind of nervously look at the sisters like he's not supposed to be, like, not behind the bar. Oh, can I also have one of those sandwiches? I don't, I really don't have sandwiches. I'm <laughs> so, so sorry. Oliver, 
with the with the with the amount of money the cleric has problem Oliver will just kind of like lean back and goes I'm sure whatever god he worships will provide all the bounty he needs we can handle his credits for him I mean I can I can provide like lodging I can I can food I mean the I have everything I need in the church and I can share it's just I just don't have much money this doesn't really ever happen to me I mean, I'm bored, well, Carl. Why don't we just do it? I think we're going. All right. Zelduin's already out the door. He doesn't even know where he's going, but he's like determined. Well, do help. you guys? Do you guys want like? A, okay. All right. Well, that was really fun. Oh, thank you, guys. Zelduin. Zelduin busts back in. Oh, I forgot that drink. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm. Ac- I'm actually kind of. Uh, I've been kind of like uh, coming up with this concept. There's only one pub in town, you know what I mean? And it's a big town. There's a lot of people here. And I was thinking I could have this other pub. You come in and I say like, hey, what's your deal? And then you tell me what your deal is. And then I make you a drink. It's like your fortune. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you like that? Is that cool? That sounds sick as hell, dude. It's so sick. Thank you. Do you want Do you want to try it? Yeah, bud. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So, one on me. so what's your deal? Well, you can see that uh, much unlike my friends here, uh, I have what I've been been told is an insectoid mouth. I don't know what that means, uh, but uh, I could do this. And Zaldwin like opens his mouth and his like jaws separate, and there's just like a, a whirlwind of like teeth and like visible like black radiation kind of like starts to wisp out in the air. God, never seen that. And he shuts his mouth really quick. That is legitimately terrifying. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, guys, what does terrifying mean? Not good. It means bad. Oh, no. Horrible. <laughs> oh, no. I'm, am I scary? Yeah, a little bit. I'm, I'm so sorry, sir. I'm so sorry. No, no. Terrifying is uh, good. That's good. Oh, uh, he turns to you, Carl. He's like, okay, so so what's your deal? I host radio show. Um you can tune in. Usually I broadcast around midnight. Cool. Uh, you can catch it from, you know, this side of the galaxy to the next. Um, subspace radio. And then I hand him a, I pick up like a little napkin and infuse it with the coordinates with my magical tinkering. Hand it to him. Oh my God. Uh, he turns, he writes, he jots down and he's, turns to uh, you, Oliver. He's like, okay, uh, so like, what's your deal? Uh, more or less, I beat people to death with my giant mechanical arms. That's also terrifying. Yeah. Do you need like a really long straw? Like, how do you hold cups? Oh, I am uh, surprisingly uh, nimble with my fingers. Ayo! Haha! <laughs> Can you not hit on me? I'm, I'm at work right now. Sorry. I'm new to this. <laughs> 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 Zelduin like looks at his hand, knowing that he shook Oliver's finger earlier. Tipsy Nivitz is like, "Okay, so like, what's your deal?" Nivitz is kind of just playing around with a little device he's using, reading uh, Zal's radiation that's just coming out of his mouth. Hmm, very interesting. Oh, oh, you're talking to me. Oh, well, I'm a researcher, uh, trying to uh, researching the entropy of the universe. You know, the depth that's coming to us all. I look to postpone it, if not stop it up altogether. Now, could you do that again? Open your mouth, please. Uh, so he uh, he takes notes. He's super thankful that you guys, like, let him do that. And he's heading back to the bar. And you see, like, 
as wait, he gets wait. back there. Oh, yeah, 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 what's up, dude? You forgot our friend uh, Brother Maynard hit here. His deal is he's lost a child. You lost a kid? What the fuck? Yeah. Brother Maynard's like, I don't, I don't drink. I don't, I don't, I don't imbibe. <laughs> Especially oh. not when I'm watching children. Oh, God, the children. Then then what do you do when you're thirsty? Uh, Zeldon is very confused. No, I don't drink alcohol. I want to start. I might. I might. I might. I might. Actually, my deal is that I really need a drink right now. And the uh, Dragonborn shakes his head. So, uh, yeah, my name's Franklin, by the way. Franklin Hawk. That's my sister over there, my big sister. She's a fucking bounty hunter, and she's she's super cool. I just like to brag on her. He heads back to uh, the bar and has his notes, and he's taking it super seriously. So he's like got his notes on all you guys, and he starts mixing your drinks. That seems like more steps to getting drunk than I'm usually comfortable with. Kind of a cool concept, though, right? Like, what's your deal? I don't know. I like that. Anyways, so here. He pulls out this little piece of uh, paper, and it's got some scribbles on it. Uh, so Jaden, he's the ward of Cardinal Jean-Paul. Uh, they're not, like, super close, but, you know, still a ward, still important, still in a lot of trouble if he doesn't come back. So I really need you to find him. And this was the map that he kept showing me as much as I can remember it. Uh, and he draws a little, basically a point where Prosperity Bay is and then a rough depiction of the ship graveyard and then a point in the northeastern corner. He said, this is where he is convinced that there are lost ruins. I, I know it's ridiculous, but uh, yeah, I, I am assuming that he went somewhere. There was a guy in town uh his name's raymond and he was offering to take us on tours of the ship graveyard before so if you could find him he might be able to take you out there yeah his name, his name was raymond and he he was he was offering he was offering to help us show show us the, the ship graveyard to take us on a tour i've never been on a tour of the graveyard and he hands you the uh paper uh zelduin is gonna hold up the paper to to hermes and hermes is gonna take a picture of it um, and then I hand it back. I wish I could give you better instructions. Yeah, so Jaden is his name. You tell him that Brother Maynard said to come home and that he's in a lot of trouble and his friends also, yes. Uh, he's he's with three friends and you need to save all of them. Is there anything else I could do to help or... Oh, credits, 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 credits. And he holds out his, uh, holds out his little card and you would all have like some sort of similar like card that you use to transfer credits yeah what is it like nfs or whatever the like bump transfer system pretty much yep i look at oliver and he's like why don't you take these ones yeah he just turns his big hand over and uh at the wrist my large hand breaks away and a smaller servo hand reaches out with a card he's like you can put them on there i suppose super happily transfers them all over to you it reinserts itself back into the wrist and the big hand claps back into place. I look at Nivitz and say, we can we can split it up when we get back. Unless you all die. Then more for me. Well, aren't you just a very uh, pessimistic kind of person, aren't you? I like to think of myself as a realist. Really pessimistic, eh? Sure. <laughs> well, okay, then we'll split it up later. He's not so bad once you get to know him. Well... After a couple of minutes, he would kind of while Maynard is showing you the map and explaining the uh, situation with Jaden, 
Franklin would come back and he would have drinks. Mine tastes blue. And Maynard has a little cider, a little tiny halfling cider. And he's looking at it like she's not sure, but he starts chugging. Good man, dive in head first. Oh, I always do it. Oh my god. This has not been a good day. What's blue taste like? Jet, it's like paint. Even if it just pulls out a little notebook, you know, questioning. What do you guys think? Is this, did it do good? Yeah. I liked it. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, satisfying. Yeah, my big sis has like a payday coming in and after that is over i'm gonna i'm gonna open up my own pup so just keep an eye out you guys can you guys can hang out there next time instead of this boring place said your sister was a bounty hunter hey there you say <laughs> oh yeah dude she is so fucking cool like and he points over and you see her again uh since you're all looking now you would see that those little cards that zaldwin was not able to identify she's got two bounty cards which are small devices that you know you can kind of print off and officially used to exchange bounties. She's so fucking cool. Her name's Agatha. She's never in town, so I'm I'm pretty pretty fucking psyched about it. Isn't her rifle cool? Look at how long that is. Oh, it nice. is a pretty nice rifle. Do you happen to know what kind of rifle it is? I don't know fucking anything about rifles. I just know she's really... It looks really fucking cool. It's got, like, the steampunk vibe. Oh. Really like it. Okay, well, cool. Uh, yeah. Keep an <laughs> eye out, alright? Thanks. Yeah. Will will do. Thank thank you so much for the drink. It was good to meet you, Franklin. Probably be careful. We don't come up on big sis radar there, Carl. Yeah. I, w- why wouldn't you want her to be you to be on her radar? She's. I I, I want to be on her mm. radar. No reason at all. No reason at all. Now these bounty cards are they like texts or? A mugshot. They would work similarly to uh, your tablet or your card or whatever device you kind of have. You would be able to um, basically move information from these cards into your tablet and get, you know, known locations, all that kind of fun stuff. And then you can also use them to turn in the bounty. Are they deleted off the card once the data is transferred? Or are they They're only like... deleted off of the card. It's like a USB stick, so you can put a bounty on it, take a bounty off. She probably has a backpack full of them, but these two look to be like active. They don't have screens on them, but they have bounties downloaded onto them. Oh, okay, interesting. So yeah, they would only be deleted after they were turned in. Okay, so so essentially, like it, we could get the info on the bounty, and there could be two bounties. Two people can be hunting for the same thing. Absolutely, yeah. Okay, just double checking. So, are we gonna go find those kids? Where are we? Uh, where are we doing? Let's go find the children, or what's left of them. God, <laughs> he or slams if, the rest if, of the cider. <laughs> there could be more children. Do you want more children? If we no. find more children, do you want more of them? I never want to see another child again after we save these ones. Will you save these ones after you save them? Oh, okay. All right, Zaldwin like eagerly marches out the door and then immediately runs back in to pay for his drink (laughs) the dragon uh yeah franklin was just gonna like let it let it go he's like oh yeah cool dude oh just like back home all right thanks bud and then runs back out the door all right everyone leaving yeah yeah um i did add that i do in fact have uh some semblance of horns 
Everyone, give me a perception check as you leave the bar. Uh, my question for Oliver: Are they natural horns, or are they like? Uh, no, they are not natural. Those were a uh, a side effect of experimentation. Ooh. Oh shit! So your your boy Zaldwin rolled a twenty. I rolled a sixteen. I rolled a net twenty and have a twenty-one now. Hell yes! All right, uh, Zaldwin and Nivet Nivet specifically, I think, since you crit and Zaldwin, you kind of had skipped out first. I'm gonna give this one to the our gnomish friend here. Uh, as everyone's getting up to leave, and you kind of uh, polish off your drink, you see two men. Uh, they're the men I described to Zaldwin earlier. They get up pretty much as soon as you guys start leaving, and it looks like they're leaving too. Hmm. And as you guys start to walk down the road, it becomes apparent that you are being followed. We're gonna have to confront these guys. Hey, you, you guys, uh, you guys looking for the kids too? <laughs> oh, Okay. You want to join? What's going on? This, uh, it's a, it's a human and a half orc. They both look a little bit like malnourished, almost like their eyes are caved in, and you're oh, not God. sure if it's like a drug thing or like. Could I use insight? Yes. Thirteen. Uh, yeah. With a thirteen, it is absolutely likely a drug thing. As Zaldwin shouts out to them, they just kind of like look at each other and kind of like laugh, like not taking it super seriously, and just keep kind of walking behind you. They're pretty. I mean, they're not like right behind you. They're like half a block away as you guys walk. As Zaldwin, like, yells at him and walks towards them, Nibbits is just gonna face palm, slap his forehead, and then turn to Oliver and uh, why am I? Carl. Carl, and it's gonna say to well, I was gonna just discreetly say there's a couple people following us, but, well, caution's out the window now. They look like junkies. I was just looking for another fix. Is is junkie? Does that mean they they reuse everything too? Uh, no. <laughs> well, certainly reuse needles. That's for sure. They definitely reuse needles. A- am I a junkie? Well, I couldn't tell you with that weird mouth, but uh, it's a term. Um, people uh, use lots of drugs or abuse stims. You know what that is? Uh, uh yeah, we had a med bay back on the oasis uh i don't know should should we help them out let's go let, let's go help them out i'm not even gonna ask you guys you you guys don't want to do anything fun uh and zeldwin like runs over and is like hey you guys uh you guys need some help run towards them they like run away <laughs> they try to run away all right if you want to chase them that is your prerogative show them your mouth <laughs> oh, Zeldwin's gonna hear Oliver and just like run full speed at them with his mouth open. That'll give Oliver uh, a really good chuckle. I, I'm gonna put you. I'm gonna give you a perception oh, check, and let's go ahead and roll initiative. Are we all rolling perception, or is it just him? Just Zeldwin as he's running towards them, okay. and everyone else. You're about thirty feet away right now. Oliver's laughing like this guy 21 perception zaldwin as you run towards these gentlemen uh kind of being uh prodded to be terrifying again by oliver there which you played along with uh you see that there are two similar people 
uh, in the alleyway that have been kind of walking with them and more in the shadows. Uh, it is starting to get dark here. And as you see those two people, you see that they are brandishing uh, shivs. Does Alden want to be the only one aware of this at this point? Obviously, talk is a free action, but go ahead and start there, Oliver. Does Zanwin say anything when he sees the men with the knife? Hey, uh, where are those for? Are you gonna cut me? At this point, Oliver was laughing at the, uh, <laughs> the comedy that he had produced. And as this, uh, as these words are exchanged, um, Oliver, the, the laughing that you may have or may not have heard 30 feet away stops immediately. And in the next instant, he is going to, as I come, oh God, I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to miss. Probably rounding the corner. And yeah, my head smashes a crater into the alley wall as I come flying at an insane speed around the corner and into the wall with my head. Yeah, you slam into the, uh, slam into them. And splinters go everywhere. Uh, the fuck's wrong with you? One of the bandits, not bandits, one of these, one of these mysterious weird people is going to uh, attempt to stab you. He rolls a 13. That is going to miss. Everyone give me their AC real quick. Yeah, mine is a 16. Uh, Zalduin's is a 14. Carl's got 15. And if it says an 11. Perfect. A soft boy. Protect him. That attack roll was a botch. Would you like me to have taken the damage in the stead since I headbutted a wall? <laughs> no. Uh, that attack was simply a, an attack of opportunity based on that miss. Uh, now sure. the this cloaked man, he's going to drop this cloak, and you're going to see that this man is only wearing pants uh he's got tattoos all over his body and as i mentioned he looks he looks like he's got something going on and he is going to try and stab at you again oliver and he's going to hit you for four damage uh nope i have a 16 armor class 16 yes all right i will learn these things i will learn them nibbits you can now see that they're under attack huh well this doesn't bode well he's gonna activate a no, he's not going to activate his button. At the person that just stabbed at Oliver, he's going to attack him with the Ray of Frost. Aim his hand and just blast him with a bit of cold energy. I think you should cool off, sir. He laughs way too hard at that. It's like, <laughs> 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 I think somebody else has a nice sense of humor. One of them rushes forward and is going to attempt to stab you, Zaldwin. And he gets you across the arm for two damage. All right. So uh, since Oliver and I are flanking this guy, um, but they are both flanking both of us, how does flanking work now? Is it nulled out or? So flanking for the purposes of sneak attack, uh, as yeah. long as you have an ally that's within five feet of an um, enemy, you get sneak attack damage. Hell yeah. Uh, so these um, repurposed, like, pistol grips slide out of uh, Zaldwin's jacket sleeves, and he grips them, and they both light up in this, like, vicious, unsteady light, uh, and the vents on his hands open out, up, and that radiation starts leaking out, and he is going to attack this one. Uh, that is a 22 to hit, and that is one sneak attack damage, 
and six radiant damage. Zaldwin, uh, narrate your kill on this guy. Uh, I think Zaldwin's uh, adrenaline starts like really getting to him, uh, and he just spins around and just lobs. It tries to lob his head off, but goes like right through his like mouth. Ugh! That limp body falls to the ground. His friends screech. Carl, I pull out a handgun and shoot at this uh, exposed guy right in front of me. I roll a 14. And that hits. He takes four damage from that. You only get the one attack on your turn? Yeah, I'm, we're level one still, right? Yeah, you're still level one. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> They're going to stay on Zaldwin here. You're going to take two uh, shiv attacks for seven damage total, Zaldwin. Yeah. Zaldwin is not looking good. They're laughing hysterically, and then all of a sudden, you hear a crack, and the bandit next to you, Oliver, his head is just gone, and blood sprays over Zaldwin. You turn, and you see the red dragonborn from the pub is standing there. Her rifle is smoking. Oh, dang. Looks like you guys could use a little help. (laughs) Zeldwin's jaw opens up and it like chatters. Uh, Oliver just steps on the corpse of the freshly dead man and steps up to his next enemy. Um, gears grind and steam blasts out of the arms as uh, I come up on this gentleman and open up two fisty cuff, throw two fists at this junkie. That first attack just splatters him. That fist goes, just his chest just caves in. He falls to the ground. Oliver just has his fist on and goes, I don't know. I think we were doing all right. That's your turn, Nivitz. We'll try to talk to the this this bandit sta- stabbing Zanduin. Be like, well, if you'd be so kind as to pull your shiv out of my friend and put it down on the ground, we will not kill you. Did you just call us friends? Oh, shut up. Zeldwin smiles, like, leaking black blood everywhere. He does pull his shiv back and turns to you, Nivitz. And put it on the ground. He does not. Well, what can I say? I tried. And I'm just going to blast him in the face with a ray of cold. He just laughs. Ray of frost. You're all going to be real sorry about this. Too bad you won't be alive to see that. Agatha, you guys learned her name, I think Franklin told you her name. Yes, we did. Yeah. Agatha just calls out and goes, uh, do you not see the tattoos on their arms? I'm pretty sure they want to be dead. Oh. And any of you can roll a history check. Feeling like, yeah, Oliver just was like, lots of people have tattoos. Shouldn't judge people just because they tattoo themselves. That's mean. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Zaldwin in the uh, Nivets in got a 21 and a 25 and in kind of the heat of the battle you hadn't really taken stock but you see uh, this uh, druggie who's looking at you guys does have these X's tattooed on his arms you guys would know that those are Ender tattoos that every year an Ender stays alive he gets a tattoo on his arm and the goal of Enders is to basically 
live as terrible a life without dying as possible, but they really don't have a problem, like, dying. Oh, you're Enders, eh? Oh, let's just break his arms and legs, and then he can't do anything bad, and he can't die. That'd be fun. Zelduin is, uh, so he's facing Nivets. The Ender is facing Nivets, yes. Zelduin's just gonna stab him in the back. Yeah, and... He's smi- he's smiling at you, Nivitz, when all of a sudden you see an energy sword just come out of his mouth. He crumples to the ground. <laughs> and Agatha walks up, leans over the scene here and looks to be uh, rifling through their pockets. Should have tied him to a rocket. Hey, now. Zaldwin is going to hug Agatha. Oh, he- hello there. Very nice. I'm, Th- I'm thank Agatha. You. Agatha Hawk. She bows. Yeah, your 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 brother Franklin told us. Thank 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 you so much for you know good aim. Thank you. Yeah, I I've got some practice with it. Um, will you gentlefolks stay safe out there? I I apologize about this. I hope we meet some more of those guys. I've got some ideas. Uh, roll insight, Oliver. She starts to respond to that. Uh, she starts to say, um, like, well, you might get your wish. And then she kind of cuts herself off right before she finishes it and shakes it off and goes back to what she's doing. Zaldwin, uh, you know, stands up from from the, the weird uh, Christian side hug and starts to walk over to the rest of the group. And uh, is like, so we should uh, find those kids. Uh, and he's like holding a, a wound, and you're bleeding a lot. Yeah, yeah. I walk over and I pull out a, a stem, and I'm like, "Let me, uh, let me help you with that, my friend." Oh, so kind. See, you're everybody's calling me fr- friends now. <laughs> I cast cure wounds at first level, healing for four. Hell yeah! Nice. It's not much, but it's something. Now let's go see about those kids. Only got one more of those left. Well, I bid you adieu, Madam Agatha. It was wonderful meeting you, and thank you for your assistance. But I think we'll be on our way. Yeah, you... Are you guys meaning to head west? I don't know if you're new in town, but uh, uh, the anywhere that you could sleep tonight, nowhere you could sleep tonight would be back east. Oh, well, we're kind of on a, say, a pretty time-sensitive mission at the moment. Can I ask what it is that you're up to? Child acquisition. Well, okay. <laughs> pardon the paraphrasing of our friend here. What? Uh, missing children. We're certain we're we're looking. That's for. what I said. Search and rescue. You you made us sound like we're trying to kidnap children. What about what I said? Sounded like that. Child acquisition. Yeah, we're going we're to acquire to a child, acquire dead children. and or alive. It sounds like. Uh, do you ever think before you speak? Have you ever heard of any lost ruins around here? Around here? I... No? It's... I mean, the ship graveyard is certainly of interest to treasure hunters. I mean, the rooks tend to find and steal and rebuild ships, so you never know what you'll find there. But as far as lost ruins, uh, I'm pretty sure the Temple of Gond would definitely let us know if they uncovered something. Can you point us in the direction of this Raymond character? Ooh. She cocks her head at you and she says, Raymond, 
Do you know what this person looks like? Mm. No, uh, he, he he was supposed to be like a friend of uh, Brother Maynard's. Tell me about Raymond. We literally know nothing. That's why we're asking you. Uh, we don't know. He, he had a ward. He lost him. Oh, wait. The cleric lost him, right? Yeah, that was Maynard. Yeah. His ward's lost. Probably dead. But we got 150 credits out of it, so just got to find the corpse. It was actually John Paul's ward, not uh, Brother Maynard's technical difficulty. Oh, yeah, you're right. Holy shit, John Paul's ward is here? Oh, he was. (laughs) That's terrible. I'm actually looking for someone that goes by the name of Ray Byrne. Ray Byrne. Those are two different names. Sorry, I know, uh, but he's been known to—he's uh, been known to use different names, and he's not the smartest fella. Oh, Ailey, yeah. So, what's the plan? What are you guys? How are you? Where are you guys headed? We go to the ship graveyard. We find the kid. Bring the kid back. Everybody's happy. Well, there's three kids. We bring three kids back. Everyone's happy. There's four kids. Word around town is Raymond character might be the man to speak to about a ship graveyard tour. Oh yeah, that scam artist was going to leave them in the graveyard or something for some crits. A ship graveyard tour. That's what I thought. You yeah. said it just like that in my head. Interesting. You want to join us? You want to Yeah, I I have interest in locating this this fella. There definitely aren't any tours of the ship graveyard. I mean, that's a literal dump. Uh, and this man is wanted for con artistry and embezzlement, so sounds like your fella might be with my fella. Or they may we- well be the same person. Well, boss, if we weren't conspicuous before, we are now. Which uh, which way is it? Well, the docks are on the road we're headed. I mean, I don't know how we're going to get someone to take us out this late at night, though. I suppose someone will let us borrow or, you know, I know how to hotwire a skiff. Hey, talking my language. Shall we? Is, is that an EUando? Well, I just, yeah, I just fear Oliver just furrows his brow and was like, what? <laughs> I don't, what's hotwire is, what's hotwire? Oh, it's when you steal a vehicle from somebody. Oh, good, good, okay. I prefer the term commandeer. That does sound fancy. Borrow me. So, the uh, Prosperity Bay Docks is this it's it's impressive when you see it. It's the scaffolding and it's hundreds of docks and they jut over the rock edge of the city here. So uh, the terraforming of Prosperity Bay was never fully completed. So these docks are built over the sand sea, the sea of sand. And the rock ground that you're on now just has a dead drop off. And then as you kind of look over, you see this swirling sand uh, hundreds of feet below and it's so dry it's your lips just chap immediately and you just your throat gets scratchy just even looking at it and then all of these docks kind of jut out over the edge and you just see a whole variety of hovercraft and skiffs and airships all sorts of boats that have been kind of docked here there are two port authority guards that are patrolling kind of at the entrance to the docks there and then you do see one skiff just pulling up to the dock, and it's got a few scrappers that are just bringing in a haul. Hmm. Well, boys, should, should we try to find that fellow who is offering the tours? We could uh, perhaps uh, 
get him to take us over there for free. It was good. Like free. I really doubt there's actual tours of the of the graveyard. I I don't know. I didn't think there would actually be a tour. I'm just saying he probably has a ship and we could convince him to take us on this tour. So it's pretty closed down for the most part. It's pretty locked up as the sun's going down. The scrappers that are just pulling in, though, uh, you you approach them, and uh, the one who seems to be in charge just kind of hops down. It's just like, uh, are you guys lost? Yep. In a sense. Well, the pub's back that way. Well, we're not really lost. We're looking for somebody. Have you heard of a man named Raymond? Nope. Never heard of a Raymond. Uh, have you... Do you know of anybody quote-unquote trying to give people tours of the graveyard ship graveyard not just a graveyard why the fuck would there be tours of the fucking graveyard right don't ask me i'll give you a tour he points to his skiff and he's like that's a piece of metal that i cut off of an old ship i do this every day i've been doing this for years there's nothing to see out there well do you know of a man named ray burn nope and you've never seen any ancient ruins out there nope there's metal, and there's more metal, and there's a lot of sand. Did you by chance happen to run into a group of boys? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there were some kids down here a couple nights ago. Well, you see, we're actually looking for those boys. They've been missing for over a day, so... Well, I just told Port Authority, because there, there was a skiff stolen last night, uh, and I told them about those kids. Well... Looks like they actually made it out there. What do we do now? Hmm. Get a ship, go out. We just skipped. How do we get one? Now, you gentlemen wouldn't happen to know Brother Maynard, would you? Oh yeah, Brother Maynard. He's, he runs the church, good fella. Well, see, these boys are actually, uh... I go every Sunday. Well then, you are you sound like quite the pious fellow. Now, see, these boys are actually in the care of Brother Maynard, and have got themselves lost in the graveyard. I don't suppose you'd be willing to give us a ride back to the graveyard to find them. Oh, man. As a, you know, devout follower of the church Roll and friend of Brother Maynard. Eleven. He's like, man, Brother Maynard's a good fella. I'm sorry to hear about his children, but I mean, if you're going to take my skiff out, you're going to have to I mean, at least leave a deposit or something. I mean, this is how I make my living, you know? I mean, couldn't you just cut another piece of metal off some scrap? Well, I need metal that floats. Oh. Engines, stuff like that. How much is the deposit? I mean, I got this skiff for 800 credits, so I mean, I'd say 400's fair. As long as you have it back to me. I mean, tomorrow, right? I'll give you <laughs> 500 to buy it. He looks at his, uh, he looks at his friends. Roll persuasion. Artery. Ooh, what do we need a skiff for to keep it forever? <laughs> I don't know. Free skiff. Well, not free. That's a good offer. And I mean, I guess it is getting time for me to upgrade and all, but I don't know, man. I still, she's good luck. Hmm. I'll let you take her for the night, though. I mean, you guys got to be fucking careful, though. There's monsters out there at night. That's why we don't scrap at night. Oh, what kind of monsters? Fucking scary monsters. Their answer. Hmm. That's it? Scary monsters? Fucking scary monsters. Oh. I don't know. They got fucking legs and they got fucking teeth and they're fucking big. I don't, I'm not a fucking... I'm, I cut metal. Wait, which okay, is better? Okay. Scary or terrifying? 
Uh, it's, it's just a dumb, like, fucking... He literally cuts metal for a living, so he doesn't fucking... Yeah, Oliver is also, like, stumped by that question. Yeah, they, they sit there for way too fucking long trying to decide uh, what's scarier. Uh, let, let's, let's take it. Let's take Thank you. We'll, we'll, we'll let you heist fellows get along your way. Nivitz kind of says with a slight sneer in his face. So is is he letting us like just take it out? Yeah. So he is. He wants four hundred credits for you guys to take it out for the night. Oh yeah, I forgot. Once you said you were buying it, and then he was like, "I'll let you guys use it for the what? night. Just make sure it's back in the morning." I got one fifty towards it. I don't know. Maybe we should try still continuing to barter with it, and then he's holding out his car. He's holding out like his skimmer. No. Don't, well, don't, don't worry, y'all. You, you you guys can pay me back, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Carl and Oliver both are like, right. Yes. I, I don't know much about this credit thing, but from what I have learned, you need it to do stuff. Anyway, here you go, man. And uh, he he puts his his thing out and. Drops 400 from his inventory. Where did you get all these credits from? Well, the short time I've known Zal, well, let's just say kind of ran across him when he was in the middle of a bank robbery. That was a getaway driver. Wait, so, wait, 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 what? That was a robbery? No, no, Zal, don't, just, just, just pay the man. Don't, don't worry about it. Don't think about it at all. I, I didn't know that was a robbery. Kind of just pats him on the back and sends him over to the other guy. And as he takes Fuck. Carl and is like, yes, yes, his naivety. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that conversation about yes. being conspicuous, Carl? Yeah, uh, we're supposed to be trying to play cool in person. You know, I <laughs> talk big on the radio, Nivitz, but in person I'm uh, minorly wanted. Well, in this universe, who isn't minorly wanted for something? Chuckles and just walks over to the ship. Are you guys having this conversation out loud right now? Quietly to each other. Well, I, 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 I've taken... I, I, I put my shoulder... Well, I mean, my hand up on his shoulder and just kind of, like, walked away with him. Oh, out of Zalds. <laughs> Ag- Agatha crit her perception check. <laughs> Bless Agatha. Oh, my God. St. Agatha out here helping us out. She kind of, like, slowly turns around and she's like, uh, and... About how wanted exactly are you? Not wanted enough for you to try and fight me. Let's get on the skiff. I mean, I, I've, I've got my bounties I'm here for. I'm not after you folks. I just... I, I hold go. out my radio signal. I say, everyone wants to tune in. But that's as far as I get. You know, they can call in anytime they want. <laughs> I, I, I personally want all, all you guys. I mean, you guys seem nice. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, with the skiff, who is going to be uh, driving this thing? I can drive it. Is there a skill for driving? Is it technically a land vehicle? So it's not a spaceship? We'll call it a land vehicle for now. I mean, I didn't transfer everything to... Oliver is proficient in driving land vehicles. Nice. And Zelduin is proficient in navigating. Yeah. So he can help. Nice. Give me an animal handling check with your proficiency bonus. All right. Ooh, All right. Nice. So yeah, Oliver kicks this thing into gear and you guys take off it. It falls 
you know, pretty scarily, kind of like a little bit like an amusement park ride. But, you know, Oliver gets the hand- handle of it and starts to drive off into the night into the ship graveyard. You said you're navigating, Austin. Do you have advantage on that or you have proficiency? Yes, I have proficiency. Perfect. Give me a survival check to start heading off into the... So you are it's not just like open sea, right? Like this is not just a desert. There are shipwrecks, large and small, all over the place. And the skiff hovers over the ground. It doesn't like... You can't just like fly up in the air over this stuff. So there is some navigation required here. Give me a survival check. 17. 17. Cool. And right off the bat, as you guys, the first hour of heading off into the ship graveyard here, uh, everyone give me a perception check. Perception, you said? Perception, yeah. I got a 17. Zeltun rolls a 4. He is looking at the maps. He is not paying attention. No, better yet, he's looking between the maps and Agatha. (laughs) Her muscles are so big. Carl, you catch some movement uh, to the east of the skiff, and as you're as you start to kind of like focus in on it, you see that there's something large coming towards you. I uh, stand up quickly and yell, uh, "Oh my god, there's something coming right at us! It's coming right at us!" Everyone looks uh, <laughs> as the pilot Oliver. What do you try to do specifically? That's coming from my east, so on my right, correct? Correct. Um, I'm gonna. Uh, it's like a big desert. Uh, what? Yeah. Uh, what's a, what's in my immediate future here, uh, directly out in front of me as we're driving? So you're just about to come through a clearing. There is a spaceship wreck to your west, so to your left. There's a large one, but there's space uh, southwest of it, and there's space northwest of it. You could go into. If you go straight, though you'll get into a clearing and it looks like there's a little bit without any wrecks for at least half a mile. We're about to hit open. Uh, we're about to hit open ground. Do you want me to, what do you want me to do? Drive. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to pump. I guess as soon as I'm going to pump it for all the little, whatever the schooners got left in it, I'm not assuming much. I'm going to punch it. So going straight as fast as you can, give me an animal handling check. All right. Uh, side question. How tall are these ship walls? Like, you know, the, the, banister that's keeping everybody on the ship not fucking tall at all <laughs> so let me describe the ship to you like a surfboard um, pontoon boat a pontoon boat is very apt it, it is a large rectangular just like uh, industrial piece of equipment it is not safe osha would shut you down immediately 20 times over uh the rail like the back is completely open so there's no rails and then on the side there's like Maybe a foot high rail. Okay. Well, I was just making sure it, you know, if it was a rail or like a sidewall thing on it. No. Yeah, as, if as it was much like, space has been cleared as possible so that they can carry more scrap. Doesn't exactly have to be super tall for me to not be able to see over it. Uh, Oliver rolled a 17 on his piloting. And so we're going to see how. Oh, shit. Go ahead and everyone roll initiative. You are quickly overtaken as soon as you hit the clearing and there is now nowhere to hide. Man, we rolled pretty mediocre in these RP situations, but these initiative rolls, we were fucking itching for fights, huh? Oh! These two massive creatures approach 
And you can all see them clear as day now that they are close enough. Yeah. Uh, uh, Nivets, you see these two massive creatures with rows of teeth on both sides. Just the sand just kicks up behind them in a line as they just haul ass and catch up with you guys. How fast would you say we're moving? I would say you're moving... Uh, I'm going to give it like a forklift with the pedal all the way down. So however fast that goes, like 20 miles an hour, I don't know. You're going fast enough that you could fucking hurt yourselves. Nivets, seeing these big behemoth things, and uh, they're like, oh shit. All right, well, going to try something. And he's going to cast a minor illusion, and it's going to he's going to create a minor illusion that kind of looks like a person, and it's going to like have it like cast it look making it look like it's falling off the ship like a person's falling off the ship on the side of the the monsters oh okay uh go ahead and roll and then he's gonna be like man overboard (laughs) try to really like point out not even knowing if like they'll they'll even understand it not even caring but that like make it really seem like somebody just fell off the ship uh zaldarin give me an arcana check okay just making sure you're able to tell this was a spell and you don't think someone just fell (laughs) off this gift for real. That uh, would have been fun. Uh, go ahead and roll Deception, I suppose. Nivets or Arcana. Either or. I'll let you pick. I, I think with Minor Illusion, they have to roll a, an investigation check. Yeah. It's against my spell save. One moment. Watch these are going to be the smartest fucking giant monsters. Smartest <laughs> motherfucking lizards of all time. We've seen it happen. All right. What is your DC there, buddy? Um, more fuck up. Those are the dumbest lizards. I rolled a one <laughs> and a two. Well, I mean, it's they have a negative four, so. Oh, they did good. That's that's smart. That, that was not bad for them. Okay, Carl. Uh, hmm. shooter. Well, I think I'm gonna hold my action to see if they buy that or not. Oh, fair. Okay. Cop. Oliver. Um. Oliver's going to yell, hold on, and he's going to try to swerve this scooter into that monster up top. A monster directly beside the skiff. I want to try and slam into it like we're in a fucking high-speed chase. I'm going to do a DC-20 animal handling for that. Okay. Huh. <laughs> Whoa, fuck. 41. Okay, so you ram this thing essentially right yeah he he runs he's like hauling ass runs up beside the pontoon and i just like veer to the left just a little bit and then just bring it back to the right real hard and just slam into the legs of this up big ugly perfect okay so i'm gonna treat this kind of like falling because i don't know how to <laughs> calculate the damage of ramming someone so at the speed we're going do 2d6 damage and then give me a um i mean you did the check so let me see i'm gonna let it see if it falls over the dice decide not the bad boy prone yeah i'm gonna say this one falls over nice zaldwin uh zaldwin is going to move to the side of the ship <laughs> with hermes and is going to pull out a like nobody's noticed it on him yet but he kind of like shifts his shoulders and um underneath the big poofy jacket a uh, p90 style 
gun kind of swirls out from underneath his jacket and he catches it and aims it. I don't know if you want arming the weapon to be the action or... Drawing a weapon in 5th edition does not take an action. Okay. Get away. We'll move. I start a blast. I start a blast. And I'm going to try to shoot at the prone one. So you will have disadvantage on a ranged attack since he's prone. Unless you want to attack the one behind him. Uh, That would still be a 14, right? Yep. I'm going to call it the 14. The 14, unfortunately, is not able to pierce this thing's thick hide. It's fucking super thick lizard. Dummy thick. Thick boy. That's what they called me in high school. Thick lizard. Uh, This one is going to chomp at the illusion. And he thinks he ate it. But right now, they're about both 30 feet behind you. One went to bite the man that uh, Nivich threw overboard, and one is standing up and lost half its movement. So one is 15 feet away from you, and one is 30 feet away from you. These are big, gray, scaly, terrifying lizard-looking things. Uh, another question, just as we're, we're getting used to this, um, I, I don't remember. Does Hermes share my initiative, or does Hermes need to roll his own? Yes, Hermes acts on your turn when you ask him. Okay. Um, can I uh, redact a little bit and and do a fireball? Absolutely. Yes, let's remember to use Hermes. All right, that I'm sure does not hit. <laughs> that was a six to hit, so I don't think we uh, we cleared that threshold. He's trying, man. It's hard in them. The moving, yeah. moving target or okay. when you're moving. Nivitz, you're back up. Can't believe that works, dumb beast. Uh, well, what do you guys think? Do you think we can go for a round two? Try it again. And he's just gonna cast another minor illusion and drops another body off the side. Another one. Throw him another. Another one. Okay. So we need to be clear. Physical interaction with the image reveals it to be an illusion because things pass through it. So the DC is for sound or otherwise things. So I think having a um i'm gonna just go ahead and rule that for when you do cast minor illusion for fuckery reasons let's have you do either a deception or an arcana check uh to see if they actually you know what i mean if they actually go to inspect it or not they don't need to do anything to inspect a physical any sort of physical interaction is going to prove it wrong like eating it yeah like eating it yep that's just a bad rule right so the one that just stood up thinks that another one fell off, but the other one is able to continue chasing you, and it is going to catch up with you this round. Matter it just wasn't satisfied with things up all off. I will try to shoot it. Alright, someone's gonna shoot it. What'd Agatha do? Tink. Yeah, Agatha would be in turn order. I'm with you. I'm here for that. Like, I don't think she would just let us get eaten. She might. Yeah, I'm here for that. She's laying on the deck like a coward. No, she's absolutely not a coward. I'm going to go ahead and have Agatha take her turn here. She stands up with one foot up against the rail and points her rifle. Yeah, if only our wizard was a couple uh, levels higher, we'd have some entangling roots and such. Yep. All right, Oliver, you're probably about 60 feet away from some um, debris that you could potentially get behind or drive through. Um in about two rounds here if you keep heading straight. I'm going to keep trucking forward. Is the creature beside us again? Um, no. So oh, this is the new one. This is the one that, yeah, this is not the one I knocked over the first time. This is the one that tried to chomp the first 
illusion did not fall for the second illusion, correct? Yes, mm-hmm. and he's about 15 feet away, so he'll catch up this turn. Okay. Uh, the, the other one's about 30 feet away, and he's also interested in this illusion. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm going to stay at the helm. Okay. Go ahead and give me your piloting check. Oh, no. <laughs> Four. Yes. Oh, and you... Um, shit, dude, I wasn't expecting this to happen so early. Uh, roll a D100, Oliver. Ooh. Okay. 61. Oliver, you take two psychic damage... And you kind of see these, uh, as you're driving, you kind of have this, like, moment. You kind of lose track of where you're at. You see yourself just stepping on the gas and sailing into safety. You know what I mean? Just, like, doing, like, a little wheelie, like, <laughs> off into the sunset. looking super cool. But then you just snap back to reality and realize that you have, like, hit a, like, a small boulder oh, shit. jutting up that you didn't see. Uh, and everyone make a dexterity save. Whoops. Uh, Zelduin rolled a seven. I botched. Uh, oh, you have to give me one too, Oliver. Oh, okay. Um, well, Carl unfortunately loses his balance and falls out of the skiff. You're going to take 1d6 falling damage there, Carl. All right. Oof. Ouch. And then... The one is going to bite at the minor illusion, and the other one is going to move its speed up to you, and he is going. it is going to attempt to bite you. And I believe this bite chomps into Carl, and he, I believe, goes unconscious. Yeah. Is Agatha still on board, or does she fall off as well? Agatha is still on board. Uh, Zaldwin, you are prone. And Pippin and Oliver, you or sorry, Nivitz and Oliver, you are both fine. Lori, I could have done that, but it wouldn't have saved me. I still would have fell and, and taken twelve damage. Twelve would have killed you either way, or down yeah, down you either yeah. way. Okay, Nivitz, Carl is uh, your friend has just fallen out and he is unconscious, being munched on. Yeah, he is. He's being munched. Well, shit. I'm gonna give you a perception check, Oliver, since no one has said anything. I'm not trying. I'm not gonna be too douchey of a DM, but I'm not gonna like be like, "Hey, do you guys tell Oliver?" So I'm just gonna do just a super raw perception check to see if you've checked behind you. I will give that to you. You do know that I stop. Carl has. I stopped either way. Fallen because of the fact that I just had a bad uh, acid re episode. So yeah, with him flying over the edge. All right, Nivitz, you got to decide what you're gonna do. All right, Nivitz gonna shout up shit as he sees Carl fall, fly uh get fucked off the the, sh- the ship and a monster just like take a giant chunk out of him, and he's gonna push an oh shit button, and a second Nivitz is gonna like appear. Hell yes! And as he's doing that, he's also beginning to cast a spell at Carl. Uh, do I have to do anything for? Oh wait, I gotta roll. Oh. I gotta roll the 1d100, right? You do have to roll the 1d100. 45. It just works. Like normal. Alright. Good stuff. And I'm gonna be beginning to cast the spell False Life. Okay. Did it actually roll? Yeah, it did. Wait, no, wait, that's... No, that's only at myself, isn't it? That is yourself, yep. No, that would not work, sorry. I would know that, but I just, like, misthought. Alright, then I'm gonna use color spray instead so i'm gonna begin casting color spray press my oh shit button well nivitz's 
Nip's gonna begin casting color spray, presses a shit button, and all of a sudden, a clone, or a second Nivitz appears, and it just finishes casting color spray out, or based around the now wounded and unconscious, uh, Carl. Ignoring unconscious creatures. Well, none of them are unconscious. No, I'm just making sure that this doesn't affect Carl. Yes. Because otherwise... <laughs> That'd be bad. Unconscious creatures are ignored. Starting with a creature that has the lowest hit points, each creature affected by this spell is blinded until the spell ends. Okay, so roll that 60-10. I will say this is a stupid beast, and there's food in front of him, so he's not going to move on just because he's unconscious. You guys are going to have to get him up. That's what you think. So he is blinded. Oh, that's so perfect. It's going to get so much better. I'm excited now. Cody, make a death saving throw. Oh, goodness. We're already there. I'm sorry. I'm not Fuck sorry. You. <laughs> He's hey. awake. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, oh Carl. <laughs> yeah, just... Uh, with one hit point, and it is your turn. Grab it in the eye. Cody. <laughs> you like that shitbo captain in Jaws when Jaws has him by the waist. It'd be, it'd be about a 10-foot jump to get to the skiff. I don't think you can jump vertically 10 feet, can you? How tall are you? Uh, not that tall. Maybe like 5 foot 5 or something. <laughs> Jumping 10 feet, you're 5 foot 5. Yeah, I think give me, if you want to, I will let you do like a DC 10 acrobatics check to grab the skiff. Hell of a jump. I'll use my um, enhanced agility to nice. disengage from this dude that's nice. right in front of me. Now run around to the edge and I will attempt to climb up scramble up the side 20 acrobatics nice boom Uh, enhanced agility listeners is Carl's special ability he has cybernetic dice it's modeled after the psionic unearthed arcana class Uh, and he has something called enhanced agility where he can spend one of those uh, cybernetic die to get a disengage and 10 feet of movement until the end of his turn so that's what he did there Super cool. Um, yeah. So I'm back on board. Agatha is going to fire her rifle at the closest monster. It's only the one right now, right? There, The other one is back there. Sorry. That's what I meant. The other one's still back there trying to eat the other yep. minor illusion. One is on top of you. One is 30 feet away from you. And Agatha... Uh, and still roll your dice, Carl, just so we know if it... Because uh, if you get a six, you double it. We don't double it. You go up to the next size. Mm. Let's see. You got six. Oh, there's some luck for you. So in this, uh, for sake of RP, in this six-second round, I I would have been in the process of doing what I am doing now before he ever jumped back on the side of the ship. I'm just like, hey, how's it going? I'm back. Um, and yeah, I so Carl climbs onto, like comes up the side of the pontoon as Oliver charges like a mad bull and dives off the back of the um, skiff, headbutting the shit out of the said monster off the back of the boat, which would be this ability. So I use the dash action and ended it with me headbutting. You connect with it and you realize you're not able to hurt this thing with that attack. Zaldoin, your friend just dived off of the skiff. Uh, I'm going to give everyone a per insight or perception either. 
That is a nat 20. That is a nat fucking 20. As you see Oliver dive off the edge here, these creatures, you are just able to take stock of the situation and you have not hit these things yet. You've not hurt them. And the bite that they took on Carl looked just devastating. And you know that you have to get Oliver back on this skiff and you have to get this skiff out of dodge. Like you do not stand a chance against probably even one of these things. Zeldoin's going to jump in the cockpit and I think he's going to like Tokyo drift, kind of like swerve it around and try to like scoop Oliver up into the back of it. Okay. Ooh, give me animal handling. Um, that'd be like, I'll say like a DC 15 for Oliver to have a choice to like grab on a DC 20 to actually scoop him. All right, I'm gonna use my inspiration here. Do 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 we have inspiration starting off? I have not given out any inspiration yet. You okay. can. You do have hero right. points. Yeah. How do those work again for the listeners so, at home and for me? Hero <laughs> points are <laughs> you get uh, per level, not per like long rest or anything, but per level you get. I believe it's five plus your level hero points. Yes. And they do not carry over. And you can use your hero points on any of your aura friendly role. So if you guys wanted to like RP this to where you're all kind of helping. So TJ gives a D6 to grab on. Carl guides you. Nivets, whatever. You could hypothetically add 4D6 to any role. Or you can just add 1d6 to your roll, but you just have to call... You have to narrate what you're doing, and you have to call it before you use it. Uh, I think he's going to yell back at... Let's see, who's who's the... Who could lift this boy? He's actually going to yell out to probably Agatha. I, I think he thinks that Agatha's probably the strongest. And say, like, go to the back and get ready to grab him, and you know, like zips this boy around and I am definitely going to spend a hero dice. Make the roll and then make the 1d6 and let's see. Ooh. Uh, yeah, 1d6 isn't even going to help that. Yeah, so you are now at least not going away from Oliver and the ship is now stopped. Both of them are going to be on you now, Oliver, and they're both going to try to bite you. One is you're able to just wedge your mechanical arms in between its jaws and hold them open. And the other one connects with your side while you're grappling with the first one. Takes a chunk out of you. Nivets. Uh, the one is still blind, right? Oh, yeah. So the first one would have been with disadvantage, but he missed anyways. So, okay. sorry. Yes. All right. Uh, me and my clone look at each other and then we're like well looks like we're in a fight for now <laughs> both of them just saying it at the same time and then they both cast acid splat or how close are those two together now the, the creatures they're now both on top of oliver biting down at him okay so we're both both gonna use acid splash on both of them all right so this is gonna be the first two for the first one he saves against both, and this is going to be the second one. Uh, the one is still blind. Does that affect it at all? Blinded. A blinded creature can't see and automatically fails any ability check that requires sight. I'm going to say dexterity requires sight. So he's going to fail both of those, and he is going to take nine damage. Someone has damaged my monster. 
congratulations, fellas. And the second one is going to take five acid damage. Right. Carl, you're feeling pretty hurt, buddy. Before that happens, we're going to high-five each other. (laughs) All right. Carl needs to decide how he's going to save his friend here. I'm going to heal myself and head to the back of the boat here with this lady, which I imagine she's back here. And we're both going to reach our arms out. I'm not super strong, but I've got my, what do you call it? My enhanced focus, which will let me do it on ability checks if I need to do an ability check. Okay. So you're basically delaying your action to help use the help action on Oliver when he tries to get in the boat? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Agatha calls back. You better get ready to kick it. We're only going to have one chance to get out of here. And she also is going to take the help action. Oliver, you've got two people holding their hands down to you. Um, we got to fucking go. We're all dead. If you don't fucking get in here, you're dead. I'm not going to die for this. <laughs> you're cool and all, but... Yeah, I'm going to hit this thing twice in the face. I'm just going to fucking clobber into it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And then um, I, as I, as the second one swings um, out of my shoulder, pops another uh, syringe, stabs me in the throat. I'm going to use wake and I'm going to hit it two more times. <laughs> and then I'm going to back off to my friends. Okay. So. Because <laughs> uh, the stim is, the stim okay. is a free action. Yeah. So I, yeah. I just. <sighs> and then jump back and grab Agatha's hand. Okay, so roll acrobatics, and then for the people at home, Wake is a hell of a drug. And <laughs> uh, Okay, so immediate effects of a long rest. Uh, you cannot sleep for 3d20 hours. Go ahead and roll that for me, Oliver. Um, yeah. 3d20. 3d20, yeah. Hopefully you just get 3. And you suffer a level of exhaustion at the end of that for every 10 hours rolled. So three levels of exhaustion after these 37 hours are up. You are tweaked. Tweaked? (laughs) You are tweaking real hard right now. Wake is not for the soft-hearted. Zaldwin, you see Oliver is in? I done it. (laughs) Absolutely. Give me ammo handling, which we're going to call piloting for this series. You guys pull away. Uh, the basil, or sorry, the monsters are both going to bite the. I'm assuming you disengaged when you ran, correct, Oliver? Yes. Just mechanically, you attacked. No, I you, just I I full attacked and then just jumped back. I didn't try to disengage. I like hit him in the face a bunch and then did a backflip back. That was it. So yeah, not disengage. Okay. One of them's blind. One of them is blind. The other one would have bit my dick off as I jumped away. With disadvantage, he misses. You are a lucky fucking bastard. Very, very lucky. Holy That's shit. That's what they call me. Lucky the arm. They are chasing. Uh, they are going to bite on the skiff. Oh, crunch. This thing misses. They both miss. Luck is on your side. They bite at the skiff, trying desperately to pull their dinner out of the fucking sky. And you guys are 30 feet away from this uh, little bit of cover, uh, Zaldwin, that you think you'd be able to fit the skiff that they would not fit. All right. Uh, I'm just going to, like, start going that way. Perfect. Okay. In a full 
retreat now, or does anyone want to do anything else? They were running. Okay. I'm going to attack them again. Me and my clone. Okay, so you guys hurl attacks off of the uh, off of the skiff, uh, and Zaldwin, give me one last animal handling check to get into the get into the hole here. All right. So with that, I mean, you get in the hole, but I mean, it's gonna jar everyone again. So everyone needs to make a dexterity check, uh, save dexterity save as Zaldwin brushes the side of this wreck going through. Sort of God of Car falls out again. If he falls, I will lobby to try and grab him since I'm right beside him and I am fucking full on tweaking. Nobody falls out. Carl, you're knocked prone. Nivitz, you're knocked prone. Agatha falls over. You guys get through this hole. Uh, the skiff is torn the fuck up and smoking. The side of it has a long gash from where you hit the wreck. Don't worry, y'all. I got this. Uh, and Zalduin reaches behind his his big fluffy jacket uh, and p- pulls out a little pocket welder uh, and and just goes with it. Uh, and I I took a um, special background uh, like feet with who who I am uh, called space welder. Um, provided that I have tinkers tools and materials, uh, I can perform repairs to a space vehicle. Would this be considered a space vehicle? We'll give it to you, but you do, you're going to have to park this thing and it's not going to be like instant. It's going to take time to fix this thing. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll fix it as long as we get, you know, like I'll fix it to the point where it's okay. Yeah. You're also the one driving. So get your hands back at 10 and two, buddy, or you're going to crash. Oh, I thought, I I thought that we like went through the hole and kind of like, you know, slowed down. Would you like to, what do you, what do you guys want to do from here? Now, is this like a cave thing or is it just like, you see light? It looks like this is essentially a large, like space cruiser. You flew into a part that was broken and you can see like the actual dock, say, 50 feet, 100 feet away. And so you could just continue to go through it. I think Zaldun's going to like come to a park about halfway through, um, slow down and try to like make sure everybody's okay. You know, show everyone that I, I can help fix the ship. And then also like just make sure that everybody's like healing up and everything. Yeah. Oliver's eyes would be completely dilated and you would... Definitely be able to notice um, two injection spots in uh, the sides of his neck, but the open uh, bite wound in his side, you can visibly watch it heal until it's almost completely gone. At this point, I think Zaldwin is just going to assume that's normal because up to this point, everything's been normal <laughs> to everybody else. Uh, Agatha comes up to you, Carl. Do you, do you mind if I take a look at that? It's pretty nasty. Uh, sure. I used my last stim getting the this good, so... Walk it off, boss. That was a pretty nasty car accident. You know, they say that car accidents kill more people than lots of stuff. Maybe I should start looking into auto... auto conspiracies about why that's so dangerous. We're, we're lucky we got out of that. Uh, jumping out was probably not the best idea. She looks at you, Oliver. Don't leave friends behind. Doesn't matter if you die. 
Well, I'm certainly not going to die out here. Let's just be clear on that. I, I uh, definitely want to bring in my my bounty, but it's not worth dying for. All right, y'all. We we still need to find these kids. If those fuckers out there are any sign, like the, these kids are in a hell of a lot of trouble. And I, I think that I call over to Hermes and hope that he like I don't know projects the copy of the map or something. Yeah, so he does. Uh, you see, well, we're all survival. So that was a little hectic there. To see if you can get your bearings. All of us or just him? You better not have turned, Zandalin. I kept it going straight for a reason. <laughs> uh, anyone who thinks that they would roll survival there, uh, I think, like, Oliver's tweaking right now, so he's probably not thinking about directions. Carl's a little hurt, so... Nivitz, I'm totally cool if you want to take a look at the map also. And I'm wide awake, ready to go. I'm good. I'm good. I'm totally good. Uh, yeah, so you don't think you're off track. You think you've probably got a couple more hours to go uh, northeast, and you should get to the general area where this is on the map. All right. Our northeast? I really think we should probably take a rest. Your your friend here is pretty injured. Oh, I, I could use a rest myself. A couple hours, get our bearings. Uh, the sun won't be all the way down. It's... I'd say it's like 7 p.m. or so right now. Well, if we're going to take a rest, I got to take care of something. And Nivitz would uh, take Nivitz, walk off into the, towards some wreckage. And then you just hear a loud sound, a slight scream, and only one Nivitz walks back. What? And then he just cl- climbs back on board and just, what all was, right, well, that, that's done. What was that? Oh, no, you, you, you don't want to know. Why were there two of you? I didn't. I, when I climbed back on board, I turned around and there was two of you. I didn't. <laughs> it was a minor illusion. Ooh, roll deception against Agatha. Uh, no minor illusion. Okay. I mean, she did just see you cast minor illusion twice, so she she just nods and uh, yeah, she pulls out some uh, like trail mix type rations and sits down and uh, go ahead and take a short rest, guys. You can use your hit die if you'd like. Use that. Feel much better, guys. Ah, uh, tip-top shape. I feel amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've got my second win back. I'm in good shape. I mean, I'm gonna be not in good shape in 37 hours, just so you guys know. And, and for reference, yeah. since we are so heavily uh, fluffed here, um, the uh, Wolverine healing um, is how I skinned my second uh, wind for the fighter class with the 1d10 plus fighter level healing. Oh, yeah. Just another augment, of course. Zeldwin pulls out, like, the the, the, the the disgusting trail mix again and is, like, trying to share it with people um, while we, like, hang out for, for a breather. Back the politely declines and continues on with her own. Minutes carefully reaches in, tries a few of it, and you're like, well, it's better than some rations we had back in the military. Just continues to just munches on them. You were in the military? Oh, yes. That, that seems like ages ago. Lifetime. Well, well, actually, yes. More than your lifetime ago. <laughs> yeah, uh, I suppose that would be true. Okay, so your short rest is completed. Uh, Agatha climbs back up in the skiff. Uh, she looks at you, Oliver, and she's like, I think I'll drive if that's okay with you. Do whatever you gotta do. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Go, 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 go. Uh, and Navigator, roll us a survival check. 
So I, I have proficiency with navigators tools. Do you want me to use the navigators tools instead? Yeah, use that since you if you have proficiency, then that is fantastic. That is an 11. Jesus Christ. I think I just rolled the exact same encounter that you guys just finished. I did. Bring it. I'm tearing this basilisk's tongue out. <laughs> when you draw close to the area of the map that Maynard had marked where Jaden and his friends would likely have gone, up ahead of you, you see for miles just dead sand sea. It's just desert. But then you see like smoke rising up into the sky, but you can't see where it's coming from. It looks like it almost just magically starts about 40 feet in the air. Hmm. Intriguing. Ariel, let's go check that out. Some kind of natural phenomenon? Feel free to roll uh, Arcana or Nature or whatever you guys would like to as far as this type of stuff goes. 14? I do not know what the hell that is. Yeah, I mean, with a crit, I'm just going to say you've seen something like this before, but like you're... You're super hopped up and don't realize that it's confusing people, but uh, you think there's likely under some type of like cloaking field, the source of the smoke. How high is the smoke up? Like, where, where like is 40 it? feet. Whatever that's cloaking must be big. Wait, what? Wait, what? 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 What'd you say? Cloak? Cloak, big. Yeah, smoke. Yeah, must be big. Cloak, the cloaking. You know what I'm talking about? I do love cloaks. You know the stuff that makes it look invisible, but it's not? You ever seen that? I've seen that. It's pretty cool. Well, I've heard of it. cloaking, but just can't seem to remember where I heard it from. Carl, you should make something to make us invisible. That would be cool. That sounds like a pretty good idea. That'd be cool. Agatha, uh, there, there's some kids out there. We should probably check that out, make sure it's not them. Uh, let's gun it. All right. Let me in this. They can run faster than this skiff. I doubt it. Uh, she pulls the skiff up about to um, where you can see the smoke in the not too distant. Uh, as you pull up to it, you hear a screeching, you hear a clunk, and the skiff crashes down the 10 feet it was hovering. And Zaldwin, you know that this thing needs some fucking love if it's going to get you back home. But okay. you're fairly close to where the smoke column is starting up in the air. Then you got ripped off. Things a piece of junk. What, are, what do you mean? We were supposed to bring this back in perfect condition. We totally fucked up. Oh, yeah. You're not getting your deposit back on that one. And he just, like, punches the front of it. Oh, come on, man. We can uh, we can fix it a little bit. Because I have mending. And with uh, Zaldwin's torch there, I mean... Sure, we can fix some. Yeah, Hermes can help out too. Um, but we gotta get these kids. We gotta figure it out. Hey, that's a good idea. If we bring those three kids back here, they can help the fix this thing. Fuck yeah! Everybody can help. I thought it was four kids. Might be able to scrap whatever they have left in their skiff too. It is Jaden and his three friends. So there are four kids. We gotta make sure that we remember. Four kids. We gotta assume the fat one's already dead, though. Hey, come on. I was a fat kid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Zelduin starts, like, walking towards the uh, the non-existent fire source. So, roll perception, everyone. I told you. I am all hyped up on Mountain Dew. 
Oliver and Nivitz, there are these three creatures kind of uh, approaching you. They look about the size of like a large dog. You catch them with the flicker of Carl's flashlight. Uh, and as soon as you see it, you kind of help Carl. You tilt his arm a little bit more to catch these things. And you see these wolves. There are three large wolves standing about 60 feet away from you. They look like they're coming towards you. Oh, shit. Are you the kids we're supposed to help? No, what? Huh? They didn't They didn't tell us you were dogs. Not, what? No, those are the kids. And the servo starts spinning in my arms. Wait, wait. These wait. things charge forward. As they get about 30 feet away, you see they're not wolves. They're made of metal. Ill. They have metallic claws against the ground. They're moving very rigidly, almost creepy, like almost like you would expect a wolf to move. And then as the one gets close to you and leaps towards you, you see that part of it on its like left side has been constructed with like bone and flesh. And there are like human teeth in the left side of its jaw. And there's like a human hand as its right paw. And it's just this terrifying cyborg wolf that's part automation yeah part biological and part metal and it jumps towards you and we are going to end right here snapshot wolf midair oliver hold back for the home run yeah awesome so that's our maybe episode one depending on how the editing goes uh how are things going are we doing okay it's exciting it was fun Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fun. Got pretty crazy. Have fun. Good job not dying, Carl. Yeah. That was amazing that you crit that fucking death saving throw. That's my favorite moment. Only a young teenager has that type of fucking stamina. Yeah. <laughs> I want to live. <laughs> I just like how it was. You save your throw after both you and Oliver both just like failed. Fail, <laughs> fail, <laughs> fail, fail. And then, yeah. We did it. This is bound to happen. I feel I just didn't hit hard enough. I mean, when I do that, I literally don't punch. I headbutt them. Much weaker than my arms, my head. Not much weaker. I was about to say. Bit. So far, Nivitz has noticed that you have these massive arms, and yet half most of the stuff you've done has just been headbutts. <laughs> yeah, I've had the one time I actually, well, the two times I've connected with punches, they were pretty seismic. But the one guy just punched literally through his chest cavity. <laughs> <laughs> right well uh thank you guys so much that was a great first episode i think i'm sure we're going to continue improving i think this is already sound quality wise a huge improvement off of our introductory episode and i am super excited you guys are fantastic players uh please check us out on the homebrewpodcast.com that has all of our links and every different way that you can support us you can shoot us emails from there follow us on twitter follow us on facebook uh our discord is public but you can find us at anywhere that podcasts are able to be listened to but we do ask if you're able to to hop on apple podcasts or itunes and leave us a five-star review and we'll definitely be more than happy to shout out any love that we get there and these episodes will be coming out weekly or bi-weekly depending on how they are cut and we'll know more as we go but appreciate everyone 
hanging out and your patience while we get super fucking awesome at this. And we will see you next time for episode two.